the briefest of glances can start the biggest romances. Our eyes were doing the dances and they were making advances. When our eyes met, I was like, hey, now I bet that joke could be the one. Are you the one? Okay, so we're back. It's the Boom Boom Room. The world's leading Are You the One podcast, because I still have not found another one, and I've looked this time. Oh, boy, howdy, do I have some bad news for you. Is it the fact that there's another show called The Boom Boom Room on iTunes? No, it's the fact that I literally googled Are You the One podcast, and like two other podcasts came up. No, those don't exist. But the, the, <laughs> one, <laughs> the unfortunate thing, though, is that there's another show called The Boom Boom Room on iTunes. I did also, I did also find that. Which yeah. I couldn't believe, and when I saw it, I even more could not believe that it was not about Are You the One. So don't listen to that one. Listen to ours. Listen to the real Boom Boom Room. So let's just start with this episode. Well, no, hold on. Bef- before, before we go into the episode, I want to... Oh, God, okay. <laughs> I, I watched the episode under different conditions than usual this week because I was in the car at work. For the listeners out there who don't know me personally, um, I tend to work 12 plus hour days on the regular, which leaves very little time for things like watching shitty t- I mean, TV worth podcasting and worth listening to the podcast about. Um, so I thought, hey, I might be able to go an hour uninterrupted at work. Let's just watch it. Obviously, I wasn't going to be able to not take notes on this one because I still don't know who these people are at all anyway. Um, but I also didn't, like, I was watching it on my phone and what else did I have to take notes on? The answer was the back of the Pacifica user manual had a couple pages for notes, like game manual style. So I have yeah. handwritten on the back of a car manual a bunch of notes about this show that I'm going to be referencing. So if you're ever like, oh, yeah, what do you think of that? And I'm like, uh, that's why. So can I start about the episode now? Yeah, let's start talking about the episode. So I went into this week forgetting that I was angry at the show for making me wait a week to see if they were a match or not. And then they dragged it out at the beginning of this episode. I was really annoyed. It took so long. I have it like twice in my notes. Like, stop dragging this out. They did dedicate a lot of airtime to teasing something they've already teased. Yeah, I know. It's so dumb. Um, so the result. Yeah, do you want to so let's let's talk about who went into the truth booth and not how much oh, we hate was, the new format. It was Anthony and Gilles. Yeah. Also known as Gillette. So I thought they were gonna be a perfect match. I really did. I did too. And they weren't. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I would have been a lot more surprised if it wasn't for the prediction you made last week when you thought you saw Anthony in the uh, coming attractions. Next time. Yeah, I know. That's also true. That was lame that they showed that. That was a a super shitty mistake to make, which is to show him when you're trying to tease whether or not he makes it. Yeah, although I will say one thing. Watching this episode, I realized I may have seen Dimitri. I thought it was Anthony. Because <laughs> I was watching this episode and Dimitri appeared. And I'm like, oh, he looks a lot like Anthony. And I'm like, have I seen Dimitri before? The answer is probably. I don't know who Dimitri is, so I'm just going to assume he's the guy who looks like Anthony now. Yeah, he just popped up out of nowhere this episode. Because he finally had a plot line. All right, I'm sure we'll get to him then. I'm sure he's somewhere in my mess of paper notes. 
or maybe not. I might not have found him interesting. Um, He wasn't. So yeah. Uh, Party one? Um, I don't know. I feel like we didn't do a very good job of that truth booth. But yeah, let's talk about... but, But Okay, but here's the problem. When it doesn't have a whole episode supporting it, the truth booth is so fast. It's kind of nothing. All right, fuck it. Let's just move on to the party then. That's the truth booth for you. If you want, I can tell you exactly why I don't have anything else to say about the truth booth. But it is just more of me bitching about the format. No, let's hear it. Do it. Okay, so the way the old seasons work is each episode would start with a party. Then they would have a challenge where we would get to see sort of... So throughout the whole like first act of the show, we got to see party challenge date, which was like a lot of building up and then focusing in on these three separate relationships, which one of which was going to go into the truth booth. So then at the like climax of the show, we got to see one of these three people or two of these six people, I guess is the right way to say it. Um, finally go into the truth booth and we would get like a climactic match or no match, which would set us up for the finisher of the show, which is the matching ceremony, which would close it out and put a nice ribbon on it and really leave us off with a, a lot to think about this week. We'll come back to it next week. But with the way it is now, it's like you just start in with the truth booth and it's like, I forgot who these people are. Like, why am I rooting for them? Was their date good? I don't remember. I honestly don't either, actually. I was about to chime in and be like, oh, well, it was. And it's like, I don't, I can't say well, that I for mean, sure. I have no memory of their I date. Them, but I, I don't know where they went. Probably to a bar, but... Oh, here's the other thing. We didn't see their date. That was the thing. All we saw was Alexis and uh, Joey's date. Or Joe's date. So basically, it's not our fault we have nothing to say about this. They didn't show us anything. Yeah. Yes! And I thought that was because they were a match. Because, like, we've seen before, like, they'll just sort of skirt over people who, like, get together fast and are perfect matches. Because it's like, well, they figured it out. Like, Yeah, they're about to be out of here. Why waste the time on them? Yeah, but nope. That's not what we got. So now we're moving on to the first party. Because it's fucking lame. Alright, yep, let's talk about this first party. What do you... Do Uh, do you you have... Okay, so I'll, I as, <laughs> I as always have more quotes than I do actual thoughts about this show. Um, I have a lot of, I have a lot of thoughts. I have literally two quotes. Uh, no, never mind. I have a couple quotes. Never mind. I lied. So I have a, I have a quote from Uchi saying, "It's so cool to love," and my handwriting <laughs> kind of trails off. Oh, I know exactly. He's making fun of Clinton for being super into himself. Oh, yes. And I'll tell you the reason I wrote that down. (laughs) I'll tell you the reason I wrote that down. It's because I think it actually does speak to something I can talk about about this show. Um, Oh? And that is, I think there might be a match. Because Clinton is really into himself. And if she is enjoying the fact that he loves himself, I think that might be the most they can both realistically hope for. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I thought she was making fun of him. I mean, I think she was... Def- I thought she was teasing him about it. I think like, you're I right. I think she, she likes it a little bit, but, like, mostly she was just being like, oh, you're so fucking conceited. Ha ha ha. Giggle, giggle, giggle. And I, I don't disagree. I just don't think it changes the circumstance. I think she was definitely teasing oh. him about it, but I don't think she would have bothered if she wasn't getting a little no. bit wet from it. 
Also, extremely true. I wouldn't mind if they were a match. I like that. I also appreciated Michael's speech, which came like super shortly after the truth booth, in which he basically said that like your perfect match might not be your first attraction. We're all here because we're pretty bad at this. And I think it was somebody who finally was echoing what you've been saying since I started watching this show with you, which is maybe people shouldn't pick themselves. So, so, do you want to know what my note is about that? Yeah. It's just, I knew Michael was hot. (laughs) It's just, I'm attracted to him because he's the first person, I think, in six seasons to fucking figure the game out. Michael... While we're talking about him, I love him. He really grew on me this episode. He went from sort of a person who was, you know, getting a decent amount of camera time, but ultimately was sort of forgettable for me, um, to a character I'm now following. Like I'm, fo- I'm following him. I'm following E Money, and that's basically the list of people I care about. I think right now. Well, I mean, so since we're talking about Michael, let's continue talking about Michael, and. His whole thing with Michael and Kiana in this first bit, just this first bit, uh-huh. like, oh my god, she is so clingy. I have to wonder how much of it is her being clingy and how much of it is an edit to make her seem even more clingy, though. Because I don't so know. Here's what I'll say. Oh, sorry, what were you going to say? Because I don't know. I feel like. It's sort of natural, like, if she's into him, to want to hang out with him. There's literally nothing else going on in a lot of ways. And the entire point of the game is to be with your match in the end, you know? Yeah. So in, so, in that... So hold on, let me, let me spit this out. So in that sense, I don't necessarily see anything wrong with her hanging around him to a disproportionate degree. That said, I do see how it could get super annoying especially when a lot of other people and like Michael even is like, I want to meet other people here. I don't want to pick the first thing I see, you know? I, uh, yeah. So my thing is, you know, I'm always like aware that, you know, they're always going to edit things a certain way, but if Michael, like another person who was just watching the relationship, like Audrey, Audrey said she was clingy. One of the guys was like, poor Michael never gets a moment alone. And then Kiana had a quote where she's like, I'm not a clingy person, but like, and then she like paused and was trying to figure out a way to say that I'm clingy as fuck right now. Like at a certain point, yeah, that could be an edit. No, she, she's getting clingy right now, which I get in a way and is super not the point of the game. Well, I mean, it's the point of the show, but not the game. <laughs> okay, I'll give <laughs> I'll give that to you. Uh, uh yeah, no. Um, so talking about quotes, though, just in general. Uh huh. Hit me with a quote, baby. Oh, uh, I think I, this is one you probably have written down. Is when Keith and Alexis, because Keith was like, "Oh, I like her, even though I shouldn't." Uh huh. And he's making fun of her, and he says, "Oh, I know her favorite food. It's pettuccine Alfredo." <laughs> I laughed, like, way more than I ever thought I would have had Joey. You know, I honestly don't have that one on my list. (gasps) What? That was such a great one. I liked that one. 
I was going to say, let's roll back and just talk about this whole Alexis and Keith thing. Um, yeah, I was going to say, at the very beginning of the show, back when like they all got back to the house or whatever, um, Alexis apologized to Keith for kissing Joe. Right, right, right. He was like, right. I'm sorry. He was like, I won't ever do it again. And he's like, whatever. And he's like hugging her and loving on her. And then in his confessional, he's like, fuck, I'm still into her. Like, I shouldn't be. I don't want to be, but I, I am. But he's also said that he, like, can never trust her again. Like, for me, I got the impression that he still, you know, likes her. But it seems to me that mm -hmm. that ship has sailed for him. He's like, yeah, I don't, sort, I don't of a, sort of a too little, too late kind of impression, you know? Yeah, I definitely do not think that they are a perfect match anymore. No, I don't, I don't think they are either. Given that she's someone who struggles to trust people, and he's someone who can't forgive, like, that's a bad combination. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I, but I still think they're so cute. They are cute, and I and maybe they'll and get past they, it. But but they shouldn't. Honestly, they shouldn't get past it. I don't know. I'm <laughs> they should I'm break willing... up and find new people because I don't think they're a perfect match. Which means they'll just be holding the people back. I want to get back to talking about whether or not they're a perfect match when we talk about the matchup ceremony because I think it'll come up again. Um, yes. So. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk the about main event. No, no, no. I want to talk about a nice little scene with E Money and Malcolm and their song. Uh, uh, wrong, wrong. What do you mean wrong, Taylor? Uh, e Money and Malcolm, Malcolm the shit stain who needs to be ejected into the moon. No, thank you, sir. It's E Money and Tyler. Tyler the sweet boy who's always friends up. That was Tyler. Yes, I swear to God, How they you... popped he... up. <sighs> Fuck. I'm so confused Tyler on who these people like, are. <laughs> Tyler has like the mohawk hair. Okay. So E-Money and... Malcolm looks a little bit like e Usher. I don't know if right. that's Okay. Mm. I, no, it's not. You're good. Um, trust me, I'm white. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> but their song was adorable. It was super cute. I loved how into it everybody was. I thought it yes. was... It was a it was an are you the one moment that if the show contained more of these, it might make it off MTV onto like a real network because it was nice. <laughs> it, it was just it genuinely was. a nice moment. Ethan's not a bad rapper, which is just really confusing. He's not a great rapper. I mean, he's a super mediocre rapper. What else? That's like 90 percent of rapper. I thought Tyler had a surprisingly nice voice as well. I was digging mm -hmm. his uh, his chorus, his hook, if you will. And I super loved that because of it, Gillette was like, Ethan's cute. I think we should talk about Olivia and the fact that we finally unlocked her sad backstory. I for, uh, her, like, she had a shitty family, right? No, Olivia. So, so the story we unlocked from Olivia is that she was cheated on and now she has um... trust issues. Right. And she just figured out, she just, she just figured out that not every guy in the world wants to hurt her. And I like that Kareem was just like, oh yeah, that's like the exact same thing that happened to me. Like they might be a match because that's the kind of similar issues that might actually pair up together is two people who aren't like super fast to go into stuff and like have a slow burn relationship. 
or even just two people have dealt with the same thing. I feel like a lot of people yeah. are looking at, they talk and discuss like the things that are wrong with them and like, oh yeah, I, uh, I never trust anybody and I'm a cheater. And they're like, me too. We're probably a perfect match. It's like, no, you're just two we'll cheaters. Cheat on each other. But they, they're more on a level of like, yeah, I've been hurt in the past in this way. And this is my reluctance to things. And somebody else who's like, yeah. yeah, I know exactly how you feel. I feel like that is a much more productive sort of basis and grounds on which to determine you may or may not be compatible then we both do similar terrible things. <laughs> Very true. Very true. And on the topic of doing terrible things, Kiana oh. had a fantastic line, which was, I don't need the money. Do you remember her saying oh. that in reference to her and her relationship with Michael, I believe? Yep. I, um... <laughs> so, when Michael breaks up with Kiana... Uh-huh. I have written down uh, a quick summary of their conversation. All right, let's hear which, it. Which, hey, so, so first of all, I love the fact that he's breaking up with her after knowing her for a week and a half. So, for, but like, And I get it, they're stuck in a house 24-7, whatever, bullshit, whatever. It's, it's like, stop, you don't have to break up with her, although clearly he did. Because he was like, I think we should take some time. And she was like, I really don't want to. And he just was sort of like, I'm going to move beds tonight. <laughs> it was just so like, cool, you don't get a vote in this. I mean, to be fair, though, why should she? I honestly thought he was pretty reasonable about the whole thing. No. And also, when someone breaks up with you, you don't get to say no. Right. <laughs> you can say, like, let's talk about this and maybe we can figure out a way. You can't just be like, uh, I'm good. No, we're not. No, but hey, uh, okay. So hey, and again, hey, Kiana, I I think we should break up. Nah, no, that didn't happen. No, I I really I really think it's uh time for us to go our separate. No, sorry, I didn't hear what you just said, and I won't. Uh, on the subject of and of Michael's like actually a good person. Uh huh. Like his reason for breaking up with her was like decent. Uh huh. Um, the way he did it was kind. Uh huh. And then right afterwards, he went downstairs, found her friends, and was like, "Hey, I just really hurt her feelings. You should go comfort her." Like that's such a nice thing to do. Yeah. No, I thought Michael handled it in basically the best way he possibly could. Yeah. I I was pleased that it didn't leave me much to criticize. Um. Yeah. Basically, especially for a show like this when. Everybody's zero to one hundred basically all the time. Um, oh, speaking of stuff to criticize. Okay, let's, I've got some criticizing. Let's hear some criticisms. Um. So, so at the very end of the first party, it was like maybe the last scene. I don't know. Um. Anthony and Jules are in the kitchen, kissing mm -hmm. after they've been a no match, and they're just straight up like in the diary room talking about like we generally like. We genuinely care about each other more than this game. Like, cool story, meet up with each other in a couple weeks after it's done. Right. Like, I don't give a shit. I am genuinely concerned that they're going to have to revamp and, I mean, I shouldn't say concerned, but I feel like they're definitely going to have to revamp and, like, change some rules about the show in coming seasons because they have way too many people who are just content to stay with the person they like. Which, you know, I get it. The show is pitched as a whole finding love show. 
when in reality, it's a game show about figuring out who they matched you with. And it creates this sort of inherent conflict among the players where half of them are like, I came here to find love and I got it. And the other half is like, I came here to win money and you're fucking that up for me. It's just, it seems like more and more people based on these last two seasons are willing to go with the I came for love and found it approach, which completely fucks up the show. But so here's what I'll say is there has never been, and I don't think there ever will be, enough people willing to say fuck the money. So it's just, it's free conflict for the like producers. Like there's always going to be a couple people who are like, no, I won't do it. And it's like, okay, cool, you will. But like, it's going to cause fighting in the house for like a couple weeks. I don't know. I'm not into it. That's not the kind of drama I want. I want the kind of drama that's spontaneous and alcohol fueled. I don't want passion. <laughs> not that kind. <laughs> I'm not watching Are You the One for the love, Aubrey. Ugh, gross. Speaking of love, do you want to talk about this the matchup, matchup ceremony? ceremony? All right. Yes. So this one was girls' choice. Yes, it was. And so I'm gonna go down the well. I, list I have something I want. I want to throw out something first. Um, okay. I totally forgot until this matchup ceremony that we had a new host, Terrence J. And I, you do you forget about him? You forget that he's that Ryan's been replaced, and I miss Ryan, and I forget. That he can't be there because he's consumed Ethan. <laughs> I know, it's tragic. It is a sad reminder. Every time Terrence Day shows up, I'm like, bring me my white boy back. <laughs> my poor sociopathic white host. And, okay, but so I'm gonna just I'm gonna go down the, the matchup ceremony, and if you have something to say about them, just chime in when I when I say their name and I'll stop. Okay. So Alexis and Keith. I think Uche and well, hold on, Alexis and okay. Keith, because I, I said I wanted to talk about them again when we got to the matchup. So we know how this ends with yeah. only one beam, right? Bunch yep. of fuck ups. Um, so that would likely mean that Alexis and Keith aren't a match, correct? Ex- Based yes. on the fact that they sat together last week and had four, and sat together this week and they had one. That would mean they yep. could be a match. It's not impossible, but the odds are against them. Is is my reasoning uh, correct? Yes. Okay. Cool. That's what I had to say about them. <laughs> um, it's like a one in five chance that they're the match. I think. So in a way, that is higher than average. I want to see them go in the truth. I want to see them go in the truth booth then pretty soon. I think if they. Yeah. Especially if there's any sort of remaining feelings between them, I think they should go in the truth booth, and we can just knock that one out. Um, yeah. Just, just ne- well, no, and that's data. That's data you can bring back because yeah. you—they sat together for two ceremonies with drastically different results. So knowing whether yeah. or not they were that one match is huge, especially if yeah. they're not that match. I think that's even better information. Yeah. Um, Uche and Clinton. Who I honestly think might be the match. Did they sit together both times as well? They did. Okay, I did not have any thoughts on them. Okay, fair enough. I mean, there's not much to say. Because they're just a functioning relationship. Uh, yeah, I feel like we just haven't seen very much of them. Um, Zoe and Tyler. <laughs> Who 
where I felt so bad for Tyler. Because he literally, like, walked up and was like, I know she's only picking me because Alexis already picked Keith, but I'm okay with that, like, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Zoe, <laughs> the little bit we've seen of her, she seems nice. Uh, yeah. Next. Yeah, I, I just felt bad for Tyler. Uh, Kiana and Michael. Okay. So, <laughs> Kiana gave a whole speech yep. about, oh, I'm going to focus on my new me, I'm going to do a complete 180. Yep. And he's like, Terrence is like, all right, who are you going to pick? And she turns around. Doing like, that 180. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> she did two of them back to back. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad you brought that and up. everyone, everyone just was like, okay, what 180, though? <laughs> I'm doing a 180 right back to where I started. <laughs> so, you know, so, like so. the clock. So, uh, so do you want to hear what I think she was trying to say? I would love to hear you try and interpret <laughs> what she meant. <laughs> Please, bring, bring so meaning hard. to this show and situation, Aubrey. I challenge you. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out like how she's like, I'm going to do 180 and then picks Michael. So, Because right afterwards, she's like, I'm going to fight for him. So I think in her mind, in her past, she's given up on guys when they said, I guess we're breaking up. And in her mind, doing a 180 is not giving up on him, which means doing the opposite is picking him again. I'm going to be honest with you. It really bothers yeah. me that I think you're right. I think I am. And I think she is the dumbest person ever. I didn't think that like, before, it... but I might now. The fact that she... Yeah. Well, I don't know, though. Are we being hypocrites here? Because she's doing exactly what we ask everybody to do, which is try the opposite of what you usually do, which she is. No, no, because, cause, <laughs> no, it's different. Because I'm saying, like, you know, don't fall into, like, your old patterns. Um, okay, so that would be, like, if a guy's, like, you know, I'm not sure if it's us, like, a, a completely reasonable response would be to talk to him and be, like, can we talk through this? That would be the opposite, not, I'm going to keep him chained to my side until he loves me. I mean, to be fair, it's only until next week when he can chain somebody else to him. And that's true gender equality. I also want to talk about <laughs> Ethan. Um, yes. <laughs> just powering the, the, right the next, on through. The next match was Jada and Ethan, which I thought was a bad pick. I don't know who Jada is and didn't at the time either, to be completely honest. She likes Clinton. Okay. Um, but what I wanted to talk about Ethan was, again... Somebody speaking reasonably for a change and, oh, yes. and saying that I wish I wrote down his exact words, but it was something to the effect of we're not living Groundhog Day. We don't need to pick the same people every time. If we want to win, we're going to need to try some new things. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. I love Ethan. He's. The only person who deserves life in this house. Michael's all right. But yeah. <laughs> Michael's all right. Anthony's pretty all right. Tyler's too. Cool. Yeah, Tyler. The, the, Tyler no. sings. Most of the dudes are honestly pretty all right. Honestly, though, this season, most people, most guys and girls are, are pretty normal and good this season. Normally, it's like 80% crazy people. 
but this season is shockingly normal. Yeah, I'd say it's about twenty percent crazy this time. Yeah, I know it's shocking. You know, I would I would say the same about the women, except I feel like the only ones we've met are the crazy ones. Like we've met the one terrible guy with just Malcolm, and he's the only one I can think of offhand. No, uh, wrong, Shad. Oh my god, I forgot about Shad. D- did you remember that no one's ready for that shad? I wasn't ready for the shad. <laughs> no one's ready for the shad. Shit, I forgot he existed. And what a yeah. great thing that was. Ignorance truly is bliss. <laughs> um, But so I think Jada picking Ethan was a bad pick. Because she truly doesn't think Ethan is her match. And they only had three beams last time, so they sh- she should have picked someone random just to get some info. Uh, Neris and Malcolm were next, who honestly also might be the match, because they're both just perfectly terrible for one another. I am at this point not only optimistic that they're a match, but wishing they're a match. I'm hoping. Because it's too. just, first of all, I think it'll piss off Deandra a lot, and that'll be funny. Um yeah. Because her getting upset entertains me now. That's one of the things I look forward She's to a each episode. Bad person. I don't even want to call her a bad person. I do. But I think others could, and I wouldn't feel the need to correct them. Well, uh, um, so, I mean, I can tell you exactly why I think she's a bad person. Because she's sitting in the corner being like, oh, Malcolm talking about how much fun he's having with Neuris and, and being all over her just hurts me so much. But I know that once he gets over her, he'll come back to me. Like, stop it. I'm done with you. Like, you're the reason why Malcolm is the way he is. Because he can get away with it. I think they should just be a perfect match and leave. I think that's the best possible case. Nicole and Dimitri were next. I have nothing to say about either of them. I agree. Deandra and Anthony were next. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll just throw out a little spoiler for you and say... That's where my notes on the matchup ceremony, at least in terms of the actual matches, end. Okay, same sort of. But so I have two things to say. First of all, thank God Deandra got the pick before Jules, because I was really worried Jules might actually pick Anthony regardless. Um, and then it was Audrey and Joe, Gillette and Shad, and then. So at that point in time, I was like, okay, the matching ceremony's done. And I looked at my notes, and I'm like, that's only 10 matches. Where's the 11th match? So I watched the clip again. They just didn't show Olivia and Kareem getting a match. Or, like, not getting a match, but, like, picking each other. Wow, I'm impressed you noticed. I had no idea. I had to stop on a freeze frame where I could see all 10 couples, or all 11 couples. And I had to, like, go through my notes and be like, nope, I have those two. I have those two. I fucking uh, Scooby Dooed this shit out, and <laughs> it's weird to me. It's weird to me that they would have skipped over that. So at one point during the matchup ceremony, Alvia um, said, "Was talking about Wait, Michael, is, and she's is like, Alvia, Olivia, Olivia." Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I pronounce her name differently every time I like see it. I think I do too. I'm just. Salvia. Yes, yeah, so what is Salvia up to? Um, Salvia at one point said, Michael is playing this game with his mind, not his heart. I don't get it. And my only comment is, bitch, that's how you win! I don't know. You saw last season 
they kept trying to use their mind and it fucked them up. <laughs> Stop trying to strategize, guys. Just do random shit like the rest of us. Oh, fuck. Don't even bring up last season. That was a painful, painful experience. So instead, um, we'll share the pain of the one sad bean that they got this time. Well, so first of all, us though, they were all like, oh no, like, are we gonna get a blackout? It's taking so long. I was like, looking at the math, it's almost impossible for you guys to get a blackout. Like, you only changed four of the 11 couples, one of which is a confirmed no match. I don't think it's possible for all of you to have gotten, like, it wrong. It's at least so I was, like, stop. significantly unlikely. It would have, it would have like, I think it required, like, a circle to happen, which I don't think happened. I think it was literally impossible, like, mathematically speaking. Um, but, so, here's what I'm gonna say. I have some, some surprising fun news for you. Alright, hit me with it. I went through the matches of last week and this week. And, so, but from last week to this week, we got two less beans. We also only got four different couples, which means two of the four following couples must be a match. Are you ready to hear them? Yeah, let's hear it. David and Audrey. Who are they? Who the fuck is... David isn't a person. What the fuck? (laughs) Hold on. I'm sorry. (laughs) My shit autocorrected to David? (laughs) <laughs> it must have because I don't know why I would have typed David <laughs> I'm like going back to the Wikipedia page like I know I don't know who these people are but you can't try and pull that shit on me Aubrey <laughs> I'm going to figure out there isn't a David at all there's a David there's a David what who's David what does David look like no I just thought I was cra- wait I, do I have a David at some point in my matchup ceremony? Is David Shad? Is is David Shad? I think David is Shad. Just, oh my god, that's great! So the Wikipedia page, which I use to like do this math, has just renamed Shad as David. Well, I I just pulled up the casting sheet that I have from the show. Oh my, Shad is his last name. No, is it? It's David Shad. His first name is David? He goes by Shad? I take back everything bad I said about his parents. They gave him a real name. He, he, he picked Shad. He's chosen this life. Nobody, I hate him so much. He could have just said nobody's ready for David. <laughs> I... Oh my... Okay, so... Wow. That was an alarming piece of information for me. Like, that's changed my worldview, quite frankly. <laughs> um, but I'm going to get back to where I was. Yeah, let's, let's so, try and recover from this blow. <laughs> so, two of the following four pairings that I'm about to name have to be matches. Okay. Um, Shad and Audrey. Okay. Dimitri and Deandra. Okay. Joe and Zoe. Okay. And Tyler and Nicole. 
Wow, I kept hoping you'd hit a pairing. I'd have something to say something about, and you didn't. No. I I mean, I hope maybe Tyler and Nicole, because Tyler's really into Nicole, but, like, honestly, I have, I don't know, but, like, I will be amazed if any one of them can figure that out. But, yeah, so that's, like, if they were smart, they could do something with that information. They won't. I'm glad you brought up that little bit of strategy because something I wanted to discuss with you is whether or not we wanted to go into sort of deeper game theory or not, which I know I'm yeah. wildly unqualified to deal with, but I'm glad you brought that <laughs> little bit of information up because I had a feeling we were reaching the point where we could have some semi-definite information. Um, and that's super meaningful that two matches of this cluster are perfect ones. Mm-hmm. I, um... I wasn't planning on doing this, but I was like, wait, I was like, almost all of them picked the same people. How did they lose two beans? And it was just like, I looked it up and I was like, oh shit, like that's actually really important, honestly. Yeah, no, that's super significant. So the last thing I have to say about the matchup ceremony is when Terrence sends them back to the house. Mm-hmm. He, he acts like a disappointed parent. Right? He was... I told you that Terrence was not going to stand for this shit the same way Ryan did. Terrence is like, you guys are going backwards. Terrence is nipping that in the bud. He's like, nah, uh, guys, you're going to keep this show fucking interesting. And, that in- and I like that. <laughs> I miss Ryan who would have just been like, what the fuck happened to you fuckers? Yeah. Well, it would seem you uh, did worse. All right. Bye. Lol. Lol. I have the power still. <laughs> okay, so party two. A much shorter party. Yeah. Um, I don't have terribly much to say about the party. All I really wanted well, to talk about was the fight that um, yeah. two people so, whose names I can't read on my paper had. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spell it out for our listeners. Yeah, catch, catch us all um, up on this, if you will. <laughs> so Michael takes... Um, Salvia outside. <laughs> and it's just like... Alright, so Michael's hey, doing listen. drugs. <laughs> Michael's, Michael's outside tripping on Salvia right now. <laughs> so, so, do you want to know what's especially funny about that? Later on, we see him with a vase of Cheetos. So. <laughs> do those go hand in hand? You trip on Salvia and start getting the munchies? I, I don't know. Weed makes you do it. I don't, so. what is, I don't even yes? know what Salvia is, to be honest. I know Miley Cyrus does it, did it. And well, look at how well she turned out. Well, rich. I mean, she was rich before she was doing Salvia, I bet. And she didn't lose her money, so it's at least not going to make you poor. <laughs> like there's anything worse <laughs> than that. Um, but anyways. Yeah, we've derailed so Michael it. takes, yeah, Michael takes Olivia, Alvia, whatever her name is, outside and is like, Hey, you know, we only got one beam tonight. That means you guys might not be a match. Like, and I, I don't personally see you two going together, but like, that's just me. And so she's just like, he was trying to split us up for no reason. And I'm like, well, maybe the one beam was the reason. But okay. Well, not just that. Like, okay. So I felt bad for Michael in this whole thing. Because the way I felt yeah. about the whole situation is he basically went up to her and said, look, it didn't go so well. I got the impression that he sort of was digging her a little bit, right? Like, is that the main yes. driving force behind this? He's like, look, I'm I'm sort of into you. I'm not trying to, like, 
stir shit per se, but I'm not seeing you in this guy. Why don't you uh, consider something else? Well, and it wasn't even like, hey, stop talking to Kareem. It was literally, a, hey, start talking to other people besides Kareem. Yeah, and so then she, she goes tells and tells Kareem. Kareem, and I did appreciate and the fact that Kareem took the moment to be like, all right, so just so I'm clear, you're telling me that you think Michael was trying to break us up. I appreciated yes, that. He, yeah. What? <clears throat> oh. Okay. You don't actually have to do that, that now because I can oh, just mute you. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, yes. So I appreciated that he took that moment to be like, all right, let me make sure I'm not making any assumptions in what our conversation was just about. And that led me to think he was going to have a much more reasonable response to it than he ended up having. Well, I love that uh, we got to see his name pop up again, that he was hot-headed and bothered. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, cool, we're about to see him get in a fight. And so I like that he called Michael out to the backyard. Michael walked out with a fucking base of Cheetos, sat down, like started munching on him. Tripping on Salvia. Like, <laughs> and Kareem's like, did you tell my girl that we're like not a match? And, and he's Michael's like, just sort of looking I at told him, like, someone. Yeah. I think it was like... <laughs> A wizard? I was talking to a wizard outside. <laughs> he was just, he just was so uncaringly just like, yeah? And then Kareem just went off. Well, Michael wasn't in it to have a fight. Like, I think he, I think he could tell that no good was going to come from him fighting with him. And what was yeah. even more fucked up was that, oh, I wish I wrote down who it was who said it, but someone, instead of, sort of lauding Michael and being like, I appreciate, you know, how he's not being sucked into a fight. They were like, oh my God, it's so amazing how Kareem is like sticking up for his girl and yelling at this guy for literally barely a reason. Like, all right, you have a right to be pissed. Like, look, don't try and break us up. If that was the conversation, I'd be like, I don't know if it's fair, but I get it. But he just <laughs> lost his so, shit right away. So, so Taylor, I have some bad news for you. Oh, jeez. What is it? You read that line in the entirely wrong way that they meant it. What did, what did so they say? Kareem's going off at Michael, and I think it's Nicole is in the pool. And she's like, Kareem's really sticking up for his girlfriend. Like, that's really cool. And then just like dot, dot, dot. She's like, that's the kind of thing I look for in a guy. Like, so clearly she's about to try and go after Kareem. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Oh. Instead of lauding Michael, they were they were impressed with Kareem and his behavior. Yeah, but only because she wants to fuck him. I feel like you're disagreeing with me, but I feel like we're agreeing. <laughs> I, well, okay, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Let's go to the challenge. The challenge, okay. It was called Love in Limbo. Oh, that was stupid. Okay, well, I decided to call this challenge something different after what Terrence J said, which was eggs like your hearts is what I'm calling this one. I just titled it Pool Party Limbo. Because <laughs> originally it was just Pool Party, and then they started playing Limbo. So I added Limbo to the end. <laughs> I like it. I like yours. So, I really liked this challenge. It was fun, and, like, they got a pair up, so it didn't have to be, like, deeper. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting, that for this one, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like this is one of the first times, if not the first, they let them choose their own pairs for a challenge. Yeah, that... they've let them do it before. So this isn't unusual. First time this season, but not in the game. Okay, well, never mind then. 
because I thought that was pretty cool <laughs> that they let them pick their own pairs. Yeah. I thought that was very sensible. Um, I enjoyed for this challenge the fact that they were worried clearly about it going on too long, so they made them all get drunk and do it. Uh, and they started to oh, drop yeah. like flies. <laughs> and then I, they're I like, oh written. shit, some of the people aren't drinking enough. I know, limbo. Let's make them do fucking limbo and make them drink. This challenge won't last more than a half an hour. Like, don't worry, we'll get home on time. Well, I, I yeah, I wrote down, challenge, don't drop the egg. First thing people do, let's get stupidly drunk. <laughs> like, right off the bat, they were like, yeah, let's overpour our drink. Um, also, what the fuck was with, like, the ostrich eggs? Why were they so big? Alright, so the couples that made it through the drunken limbo with eggs were Narcy and Malcolm, which yes. is good, in my opinion. We have yeah, Audrey and Michael, who yep. I think I had stronger feelings about at the time than I do now, because I don't remember who they are, and Gillette and Ethan. I was just happy yes. to see Ethan get out of the house. Oh, so Malcolm was talking to... Nerith and was just like man it's like real different with you like like I just don't even want to cheat on you <laughs> like oh I'm able to stick to like one girl and I was like eject him to the moon and the worst part is she was like oh that's so romantic like that wasn't a compliment <laughs> also only like a girl and a half in the house are into you Malcolm like who are you gonna cheat with your hand I mean, Asshole. God's always watching, so he can't masturbate. <laughs> he can only use one hand to masturbate, because the other hand has to be in Jesus' hand. Okay, now we can talk about the date. Okay, uh, I have it labeled as finally a good one. I agree. Because it's finally something that makes Louisiana seem like not worse than any given island. I went into this one sort of wondering... Are my standards too high for these dates? Like, am I demanding too much? Am I misremembering no. what they used to be? Because that, I, I just want to establish that that was my mentality going into this one was, am I wrong about what I used to get out of dates and what we, like, the show used to do with them? And this one reminded me that, no, no, I'm not wrong. They've just been shitty. Because this one is basically exactly what I was expecting the first two to be. Yeah. I and and so yes, I just I'm I'm so happy that we finally had a date, and I liked all the couples on it, so that was cool. Um, the best line from the entire date was, of course, by our man E Money mm -hmm. when talking about the alligator, and I, he said, "I quote, look how girthy it is." No, no, no! Look how girthy he is. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ethan. Oh my god. Why would he say girthy? I don't uh, know. Like, is he trying to make Jaleste not like him? He had to have done that on purpose. There's no way he looked at that alligator and was like, hmm, how could I describe this reptile? <laughs> I know. Girthy. That's a girthy animal. Look at his big, girthy alligator body. <laughs> but that's the thing. Because I think he did. <laughs> he just said it with such sincerity. Like, it wasn't, uh, look how girthy he is. It was just like, man, look how girthy that alligator is. Damn, dude, you girthy. 
<laughs> and and my, my next bit of amazement was when Gilles didn't immediately push him over the side of the boat. <laughs> and instead, it was just like, I really like Ethan. <laughs> so the second part of the date wasn't in a bar. Super happy about that. I honestly thought it would end up in a bar. It was actually private. It was... And it was cute. And it was cute. And it was semi-scenic. It was, it was not indoors. It was showing off new places of New Orleans and allowing each couple to have separate individual time to talk, which is like what the second part of a date should be. Agreed. Um, so, so talking about when, when he was describing, oh, the Spanish moth, blah, 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 blah. Tiana was just, was, had this whole thing about like, I'm used to guys going behind my back, but like him doing it in front of my face is like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, girl. He broke up with you. Right? Like, do you not remember literally, like, less than 40 minutes ago in this episode when he sat you down and said, hey, I don't think we should be together? Clearly she did it. behind your back. I mean, we, are, we already talked like, about how she turned that down. Right. She she, didn't, she's, they didn't break <laughs> up. You, you know that, right? She said no. Oh, I, I forgot. <laughs> so he's just cheating on her. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. Uh, Michael's the Michael's the worst. Just a cheater. I mean, think, like think about it. Think about it. He went up to her and said, hey, I think we should break up. She said no, like any reasonable person would. And then he went out with a different girl anyway? Uh, that he had to go she out won. with? She, she wins love, quite frankly. She does. Ah. All right. So, the truth booth. The truth booth. Which doesn't fucking happen again. Apparently, this is what we're doing this season. I'm glad Malcolm and Namaste were voted to go in. I think it'll be good to get them, like we've said a thousand times, get them out. I would love for them to get out, because it would literally force six other couples to break up, which will cause, like, a revolution in the house. Well, wait, what are the six, six couples you're couple. thinking of? It's the six people who were the same couples from last week to this week. Oh, because that would mean they are the one match? Yes. Six other people, like shit. Six you're other right. Pairs picked the same pairing. If they are that you one beam, that would be, be if huge. they were able to just find the match in that group so fast. You know what? I think not only did I think already think they were a match, but realizing the possibility you've just pitched and knowing that this season might have been solved quickly, I'm super leaning towards that the two of them are going to end up being a perfect match. And here's what I'll say. Um, either the editing crew has improved since last week, or they're a match, because I did not see them at all in the promo for next episode. Because I, like, looked. I was like, alright, let's just figure this one out. Like, I'm not waiting a week. I don't think I fucking am. Alright, so I think it's time to start wrapping this guy up. So one of the things I was thinking about was the, the call to action we always end on. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't shake the itch that it's not really a a call to action as much as it is a uh, a moral of the episode, if you will, right? Oh, you're absolutely right. That is what it is. I think I, I think I think we should change that. And instead of ending on a, a call to action, because they sort of are, but I think the better thing is, what's the moral of this episode for us, Aubrey? Uh, the moral of this episode is if the guy you like is comfortable making out with someone in front of you, you're not together anymore. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Unless you like are into that, I guess. In which case, kinky? 
I want to do a couple housekeeping things this time before we go. One, we're finally on iTunes. Uh, look up the Boom Boom Room or TBBR Podcast. Uh, that's that's cool. Subscribe. Leave a review. Don't leave a review if it's a bad one. Just kidding. Or not really. If you have a bad review, rate it five stars and then talk shit because we'll definitely read yeah. it. That uh, that's a oh, deal. We will. Deal. If you yeah. if you want to talk shit about us, you can say we'll say you can speak Anything. badly relative to your star count that you give us. So if you give us five stars, uh-huh. you can you can call us the worst of the worst. Slurs. You can you can go right to molesters. Four stars. You can, honestly. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, honestly, if you give us five stars, I will allow you to cross over into like straight up hate crime. Okay. Yeah, speech. you can you can attack us for our our uh religious beliefs ethnicity sexual orientation um that is that is all fair game with a five star yeah. review uh four stars with a one star review nothing oh yeah it, if you, you if you leave fit. us one star you better be nice as fuck yeah you better be like man i love this podcast i'm i'm only rating it one star because i'm a shithead but also don't do that um <laughs> don't rate it one star yeah no but we really would appreciate it if you subscribed or rated or both or any of those things. It really helps bump up the rankings and hopefully get some people listening to this. If you're listening to this yes. and thinking about leaving a review, odds are you could be the first. So, uh, Ooh, yeah. Make your comment first. Be be first. Go back to, let's roll back the calendar back to YouTube 2001 and, and leave a first on our page. Uh, we also have a Gmail account now. So you can oh, send us hate mail, questions, nudes, everything is welcome for now. I uh, reserve the right to take back that offer, but feel free to email us at tbbrpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll nice. be checking that. I don't know. Hopefully something shows up in there eventually. Talk to us. Talk to us. We want to know who is listening. Send nudes? Send nudes. No, no don't send, send nudes, male or female. We will describe them to the world. You, you think we're kidding. I will. If if somebody actually sends us a nude picture in the Gmail, I will talk about it on the show. And that is my guarantee to you. All right. Enough about nudes. All right. I think that's that's everything. Uh, yes, I think it is too. Email us TBBR. That stands for the Boom Boom Room. In case you weren't savvy to that. Um tbbr podcast at gmail.com and uh find us on itunes under the same thing but uh oh we're not the the when you when you look up the boom boom room you'll see one podcast that like looks kind of popular (laughs) we're the one that's like underneath that we're the one with no listens or reviews or subscribers but with the better album we have the better art i don't remember what theirs looks like truthfully Exactly. All right. That's the episode. Bye. It's over. <laughs> Eventually we'll get like an outro or something. The boom boom room. <laughs>